Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast for teens and for parents of teens, a podcast to supplement your weekly study of the Come Follow Me curriculum with thoughts, ideas, principles, stories, and questions all geared towards helping teenagers better follow Christ through their teenage years. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Come Follow Me podcast for teens. I'm Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode six. We're going to be taking a look at Matthew chapter four, Luke chapters four and five. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And man, there are some incredible truths, doctrines, and principles in this week's readings. Can't wait to get into them. Some of the key points that you'll come across in your study this week are obviously the temptations of Christ. And we're going to get into those in a little bit more depth in just a moment. One of the things that is worth pointing out and recognizing is that the Savior uses scriptures to overcome Satan and his temptations. And I don't think that that is by coincidence. He is trying to teach us the Savior is a teacher in everything that he does, in everything that he says. He knows that if there's anybody that's going to be watched closely, (laughs) it's going to be him. And so he doesn't do anything without it being well thought out and plan to teach us something. And I believe that he is trying to teach us very powerfully in the overcoming of his temptations, how we can overcome our own, and how important the scriptures are to help us to do just that. So watch for that as you study this week, how central they are to helping Christ overcome the temptations of Satan. One of the other key points that I think is worth recognizing is that Christ has the power to dismiss Satan. And I think we need to recognize that. I've heard many others say like, well, we all need to tell Satan to get behind us, to cast Satan out from our midst. But you know what? We don't have the power to do that. Christ does. That's why we need to connect with him so desperately. In Moses chapter 1, Moses has an experience with Satan as well, where Satan comes tempting him, trying to get him to worship him. And Moses tries to get Satan to leave him alone. He tries to tell him to leave, but Satan refuses to. In fact, it only makes him angrier. And so he starts ranting and raving and shaking the earth, which causes Moses to fear. The key parts of Moses' victory over Satan is that in those moments, Moses turns to God and praying to God draws strength from him, so much so that he can continue to resist Satan's power. Until at the very end, calling upon Christ and in the name of Christ, he finally casts Satan out from his midst. Christ is the one. Christ is the key to getting Satan and darkness out of our life. So guys, I know as a young person, there are a lot of temptations all around you all the time. And you'll feel them and you'll see them and you'll recognize them. And the key to overcoming all of them is Christ. Accessing him through the scriptures accessing him through whatever other means or ways that you have available to access him. He can help turn on the light in your life and get the darkness to leave. Now, one of the other great key points you'll see in in this week's study and readings is in Matthew chapter 4, verses 17 through 20, where Christ announces in a synagogue who he is and what his mission is. And he does this by quoting Isaiah. And through the, the quote in the scripture of Isaiah, He references how he has been sent to, one, preach the gospel to the poor, two, to heal the brokenhearted, three, to preach deliverance to the captives, four, to give recovery to the sight of the blind, five, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and six, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, or how we can best be acceptable to him. 
make sure you find each of those six things and mark them because those six things encapsulate what his mission really was all about. Now, the key principle that I want to focus on today and dig a little bit deeper into deals with the temptations of Christ. When Satan came tempting Christ, he tempted him in three ways. The first was to get him to break his fast by tempting him to turn stones to bread. The second temptation came in the form of him taking Christ to the top of the temple and telling him to cast himself off of the temple so that angels would catch him and people would see it and they would all know who he was, know that he was special and he would gain followers. And in the third temptation, Satan basically showed Christ all the kingdoms of the world and the wealth and said that he would give them to him if he would but bow down and worship him. Now, I think it's worth noting that really there isn't anything inherently wrong in any of these temptations. The real temptation was not in getting these things, but in the way that he was being tempted to get them and in their timing. I want you to see this, young people, because this is very important to understand. Because Satan is all about cutting corners. And most of the temptations that you'll be tempted with will be about that as well, about cutting corners. And that's what he was really tempting Christ to do. Christ would eat again, but not right then. He was fasting. He would eat again in the right way and in the right time. Of course, he wanted followers, but he didn't want to get them that way. He would get them in the right way and at the right time. And all the wealth and the kingdoms of the world will be his anyway, but not then, not in that way, and not until he had completed everything that his father had sent him to do. C.S. Lewis once said that money, power, and safety are all, so far as they go, good things. The badness consists in pursuing them by the wrong method, or in the wrong way, or too much. He said, wickedness, when you examine it, turns out to be the pursuit of goodness in the wrong way. And I want you to let that sink in a little bit, because I have a feeling that most of the mistakes that you'll make and the sins that you'll commit are exactly that, trying to pursue something good but just in the wrong way. That's what Satan does. That's what he's so good at is trying to get us to cut corners. For my own life, I have had multiple opportunities to cut corners in trying to get things that I wanted. I remember once when I was your age being in a math class that I struggled with at the time. I'll bet many of you can probably relate. (laughs) While I was in there, our teacher had, my teacher had a very unique way of grading assignments. She would just simply go down the roll and ask if we completed it the night before. And if we did, we'd say yes. And if no, we'd say no. And she'd give us the points accordingly. Well, I remember on one occasion, I did not get the assignment done, probably because I wanted to watch TV or hang out with some friends. And grades were important to me. I wanted good grades, but I clearly didn't want them enough to do homework that night. And so when I got to class the next day and she started to go down the roll, I started to feel that temptation that it would be very easy to just say yes and then I do it next time and make sure I did it there on, you know, after. Well, it got to my name and I should have said no, but I gave in to the temptation to cut corners and I said yes. Now I want you to try to imagine my horror when afterwards she said, okay, everyone, I want you to turn in your assignments today uh, just as a spot check. (laughs) I knew I would be in trouble and sure enough, I was. She asked me to stay after class and I had to explain to her why I chose to be dishonest to which she informed me that she was just simply very disappointed in me and please not do it again. I left that class 
feeling bad that I had let not just her down, but myself down. And I made the commitment to do better and to be better and to make sure that I didn't cut corners anymore, especially when it came to grades. Now, I don't know how you'll be tempted to cut corners. I just know that you will be. But remember that Christ is all about doing things in the right way and at the right time. And we can be and should be too. Now, a couple key questions for you to journal and discuss. First of all, how have you seen Christ accomplish one of those things that he mentioned that he was sent to do in your life or in the life of another? How have you seen him preach the gospel to the poor or heal the brokenhearted or preach deliverance to the captives or recover someone's sight or set at liberty them that are bruised or help somebody know how to be more Christ-like and acceptable to him? Question number two, how have you been tempted to cut corners with grades, with success, with friends, with relationships, with money, or, or other things? And question three, how have you resisted a temptation to cut a corner and get something in the easy way instead of the right way? I think there's great power, not just in recognizing how we're tempted to cut corners, but to recognize those times and ways that we resisted that temptation to cut a corner and what happened as a result of it. Now, a few application questions for you to consider. First of all, what will you do to better protect yourself from and have the strength to resist the temptation to get things in the wrong way? Second question, how will you use the scriptures to overcome Satan and his temptations? And the last question, how will you turn to Christ to help you when you give in to temptation? Remember, we came here to fall and to learn the difference between right and wrong and good and evil. What have you learned so far about the two in your life? Now, hopefully some of those thoughts are helpful to you as you go through your study uh, in the New Testament this week. Remember the three things to look for once again. How does this lesson bear testimony of Christ? Well, ironically, Satan even bore testimony of Christ when he said, If thou be the Son of God. I know he was trying to cast doubt in Christ's mind, but Satan is a deceiver and a liar. And so the fact that he cast that doubt based on his own character tells us everything we need to know about who he knows Christ is. So thank you, Satan, for bearing testimony of Christ. Also, make sure you look for any other principles to help guide you in your life. And then, of course, any character traits that you see of Christ one that I would hope that you'd recognize is that Christ understands temptation. And he's the only one, actually, who understands it fully because he resisted it fully. He knows the full power of temptation because, as C.S. Lewis said, a bad man knows very little about temptation, about being bad, because he always gives in to it. You don't find out the strength of a wind by laying down, but by fighting and walking against it, or an army by surrendering to it, but by fighting it. And since Christ never gave in to temptation, he is the only one that fully understands the power of temptation. And so understand that he knows what you're feeling and what you're thinking and how strong certain temptations are for you, which is why he has empathy and compassion for you and understands better than anyone what it is that you're going through. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. As always, let's take these principles and go follow him better. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to Come Follow Me for Teens.